Today's episode of The Wretched Hive is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com forward slash hive. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Welcome to The Wretched Hive Podcast. I got a bad feeling about this. Moss Eisner Space Corp. What are you talking about? You will never find a more wretched hive of scum and villainy. This is ridiculous. We must be cautious. Actually, we're just a bunch of guys talking about Star Wars and other stuff. I'm looking forward to having some real talk with some real folks. That's good news. I like the sound of that. Is there too much Star Wars at Disneyland? Some people are saying there's too much. Is there is there too much Dennis Lawson in Star Wars? Never. There, these are these these people are the reason America is not great anymore. Because you're getting more Dennis Lawson and Star Wars ain't going away at Disneyland. And we're going to make all of this make sense to you because you have found the Wretched Hive podcast for Friday, October 18th. What's so funny, Scotty? Nothing. Lansky. I'm just... I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I am too. 2019, My episode gosh. 98. I'm ready for it. Of the show. Nine. <laughs> My name is... Steve. Baldwin and... I am so excited for tonight's show. We have a full cast of characters joining in. As always, let's start it off with the Wookiee co-pilot, Greg Lent. Baby, be good to your school. Oh, my God, it's so good to be back again, back in the saddle, back in black, back in the place where I belong, sir. Wow. Here to talk about Star Wars with you guys, my friends, and all you lovely people listening out there. To listen just, to us five yahoos talk about Star Wars. Didn't you? Did you just go Beach Boys to ACDC within like three three degrees of separation? There, <laughs> you are goddamn right there. Oh, wow, no, you didn't. Well played, sir. Also on the show tonight, he is a life long. It's a long time. It is Star Wars fans. <laughs> Oh my God, Steve! I can't believe I'm back. I'm feeling great. I'm uh, I'm I'm pumped about tonight's episode. Yeah, we have some great stuff to talk about tonight. Yeah, and you brought some goodies yeah. for us too. I did. Yeah, and yeah. yes, he did, including an LA Dodgers cap. I did. Uh, wait a minute. You... <laughs> okay, that's cheating. Yeah. On the pre-show, oh, I'm going to take it easy on you guys. Never. I feel bad. And no. then right off the bat. It's a very awesome. nice cap. You know, it's a I, cap. I even brought a bunch of stuff for Dave. Oh, man. And now, fuck it. <laughs> He's out. He's out. Also on the show tonight, he is the captain of the Nico Rodriguez. Hey, hi, how are you guys? How are we all doing? Are we all excited to talk about all the things that we all read on the show notes today that we're going to talk about? It's going to be a very short show. (laughs) Stuff and other things. Oh, man. All right. And finally. How do y'all take a shit? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. We have. So hold on, so y'all just sit there and shit right, come right out. (laughs) Dave! Are you telling me that y'all just let the doodle fall in the toilet? Under no circumstances. Yo, you shit in your hand, bro? 
Should you ever? Like, you don't wipe yourself? It got shit in the tissue when you wipe yourself. You don't know how to get it. Why are you touching this shit? <laughs> you touch shit every single day if you shit. Ever! What happens if you got the yeah. runs or something like that? Yo, what do you do then? Shit, you wash your hair. Why do you think people wash their hands? <laughs> the tissue no. is for the shit. That's what I'm saying. You you grab shit. No, all the no, time no. You're tissue. not saying that. Harry. You don't. Yeah, you you're wipe. Wipe and you grab the shit. You don't grab. Why are you grabbing hold shit? On, hold on. Do you got so shit stuck in me... your ass while hold you're on, taking? <laughs> Potter. Y'all don't catch it every time? <laughs> what the hell? Uh, I just, I, every time we do this, God. I think about Greg in his cubicle at work, and people are coming to him, Greg, this is important. Greg, I need you to do this. Greg is like, no, wait, I am looking up sound files for my podcast this weekend. <laughs> I'm trolling. Go, go away, people. <laughs> I, I am trolling YouTube for something ridiculous to turn, <laughs> chop into sound bites. <laughs> I want to know his process. Like, what does he reject that actually gets to that? I'm terrified to know what doesn't make the cut. Uh, what doesn't yeah. make the cut, exactly. Well, welcome to the show, Dave. Well, thank you. Thank you to my favorite rebel scum, Steve Baldwin, to the rest of the hive here, and to you out there. Good afternoon, good morning, good evening to you wherever, whenever, and however you are listening to us. We are here. We are five by five, at least for the start of the show tonight. We are all excited and, and revved up, or at least, you know, still conscious. And uh, I would just like to say, you know, after watching all the news events over the last uh, couple of years, I just want to say, first of all, you know, uh, Spasiba to our new Russian overlords, and I appreciate everything that you're doing to uh, send the country in the right direction. Thank you. Tomorish. <laughs> no doubt. Uh, it's a rough. It's a little. It's a bit of a rough time we're having, but I'm, that's okay. You know what? Get, we're, getting we're, the Dodgers digs in. I'm getting the political digs in. I'm like, hey, gotta gotta keep it up. Gotta keep it moving. You okay. gotta keep the show rolling. The show must go on despite the challenges we have in our great country, and and we're gonna overcome them all tonight on the show. And uh, if you want to uh, to weigh in on how we might overcome the nation's challenges, that's all I got. I, I'm still reeling from the Dave intro. <laughs> My head is spinning. It's, it's tough, right? <laughs> Suddenly, I I have to defecate. Um, what a load of what a load of shit. That uh, was. If 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 you would like to share about your load of shit, give us a call on the Wretched Hive Hotline. That's five six two four five five four four eight three. That's five six two four five five hive. That's H-I-V-E. In case you can't spell hive. You are goddamn right. And you can also look us up online at thewretchedhive.net. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash wretchedhivepodcast, at wretchedhivepod on Twitter, through Instagram at wretchedhive77. You can email to show at thewretchedhive.net. You can also find our app on the Apple App Store. Just search wretched and you will find our app. Uh, the best still? Way... still there, still there, still there. Right. Yeah, flying under the radar. Our our uh, amazing program team has not finished the latest update. Oh, so all right. Yeah, I'm, Tim I'm working... Apple still hasn't cooked us kicked us off though. <laughs> working on yeah, we're not kicked off yet, so that's good. <laughs> uh, you can uh, best way to listen to the show is through Apple Podcasts, but we're also available on Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and a host of Podcatchers. So find us online and listen to the show. But you already are, so why am I talking about that? 
All right, guys. Yeah, why are you telling people to listen to the show when they're already listening to the show? Goddamn it! So it's they can kind of they can they can send it out to so, their friends. That's, well, we appreciate those reviews on the Apple Podcast. That helps is, the show a great deal. This Tell is a, a fair. This is a fair point, but we might want to speak to the producer about redoing some of the script so that there's a script for the show that we do where people know how to listen to us, and there's also a script for <laughs> when we're on other people's shows and we're promoting ourselves. Hmm. Maybe what we need to do is, is bifurcate the information. That's a great idea. I'll take that up with the producer. I, I appreciate you taking point on that, buddy. All right, you got it, man. You got it. You know I'm an insider on that. All right. You speak language. Guys, we're going to be cranking through the news tonight because we need to get through this show because we're all exhausted. We're a bunch of working stiffs, and we got to get to sleep. So let's get this done. Let's jump right into the news. Here we go. From ABC News World Headquarters, this is ABC World News Tonight. No, it's not. It's Star Wars news with the Wretched Hive. So be it. Look at the size of that thing! <laughs> That's what she said. We say that all the time on the show. Teed that up not for you, you, my friend. Star Wars... Veteran actor Dennis Lawson, Wedge, from the original trilogy, is coming back to the Star Wars universe. It's been reported widely now. The news broken by fellow podcasters. Uh, oh, shoot. What's the name of that show? Yeah, <laughs> We're clearly very close. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you Love know. those guys. The yeah, best. those guys are great. <laughs> Rebel <laughs> Force Radio. Uh, oh, those guys are assholes. Dennis... <laughs> well, as I've said on the show before, in all seriousness, those guys are part of the reason that we do this show. Because I'm a longtime listener of Rebel Force Radio. I love those guys, Jason and Jimmy, podcast veterans, radio veterans, and they do a great job. And they broke this news. Dennis Lawson is coming back. He's legitimately going to be in The Rise of Skywalker. Now, we've had some debate about the utility of his reappearance in the Star Wars universe. And I'm going to start with Dave. On this one, Dave, should Dennis Lawson be coming back? I'm, I am absolutely fine with Dennis Lawson coming back. I welcome Dennis Lawson coming back. I just, I don't understand why we're treating this like, you know, I don't know, as if Harrison Ford was coming back for a, an appearance in Rise of Skywalker. He's not what I would consider to be a, a critical tentpole player. He's certainly a noted player. Well, you know, certainly a well thought of player, but l let's be real. He's a, an ancillary character at best who it is reported that he's coming back to make an appearance, which I'm going to guess is going to amount to no more, no more than 45 seconds of screen time. Well, Greg, I'd be interested in counting up the number of times that Wedge saved Luke's ass and comparing that to the number of times that Han did. I would venture to guess that it's close to equal. Maybe Wedge has an advantage. What say you? If you're talking directly, <laughs> directly being involved in, I, I still don't even know because I, if you, Dave's offering up 45 seconds of screen time in this movie. I think if you count up the total amount of screen time in both Star Wars and mm. in Return of the Jedi, I think it maybe amounts to 45 seconds of screen time is what it is. Because literally he's got just snippets of screen time. Well, what about he, Empire? Where he's he's not the pilot that's fight that's out finding <laughs> finding uh, uh Nemo um, uh, blah, blah, blah. yeah Nemo that's the one no he's not the one that's out there looking for Han and Luke right where but is he's, he's in Empire he's in all three movies he's he, an original trilogy see 
I'm setting this up if you haven't decided. Nico is the deciding vote. We got two guys here, Scott and Steve, who are psyched about Wedge coming back. Yeah. And we got a couple of, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know what to call them. Dave and Greg, they're just wrong. I know. First of all, Dave's response, let's get real here. Let's not get real. We're talking about fantasy films, and Wedge survived all three movies and saved Luke's ass numerous times. Makes an appearance all over the damn trilogy, so it's exciting. What? Why? Why am I excited to see Lando back? I mean, who's gonna die first, Lando or Wedge? I mean, come on, let's. let's I mean, we saw Red. We, we saw if, we if, had... if Wedge gets out half of a line of dialogue before he's killed, I think it will be disappointing. If Wedge becomes <laughs> the main <laughs> the... point of this movie, I'm gonna be happier than shit. Because <laughs> now, shit if they bring him back and Wedge's line is something like, "Hey, what's that?" Ah, before he dies. That would be... <laughs> <laughs> he pulls a Porkins. Yeah. <laughs> he's like Porkins. <laughs> Uh, Nico, what say you? Do, do, should we care about this? Yeah, but not too much. See, and that's what I I'm know. saying. It's that's, cool. That's exactly what I'm saying. It's so cool, thank you. but it's not. That's not the deciding factor for me to go see the movie. It's not something that like. If I had seen that announced earlier, I would have been like, oh, yeah, that's cool. That's it. I'm but right. now it's coming out later. Like, we already have all this other information. Like, not a whole lot, but we have, you yeah. know, so much of the other cast. We're. Like, I'm more excited and concerned about what's going to happen with Leia than Wedge coming back. Well, I, I think I would agree with that. I mean, you know, See, look, this isn't okay, a game so, changer. So, so you just agreed that Wedge coming back is not really that big of a deal? No, I agreed that I would be more interested to find out what happens to Leia than Wedge coming back. I, I, I'm with you, Nico. That's what I. That's what my... That's what my like, ears heard. Uh, you guys need to it's, listen closely. So it's need to cool, do. but so, it's not a game changer, and it's not something that's like, oh my god, it's wedge. Like to the average <laughs> has watcher. Ever said of, that? <laughs> I think it goes on our side. Next thing you know, they're bringing back fucking Wicket, and that's going to be a big deal. Whoa, and it's, it's not. It's just would, not. Game changer. I, I think Nico is on our side. <laughs> right, I would fine. be more excited to see a gray-bearded, grizzled Wicket than, I think, Wedge. I think that'd be pretty dope to see the Ewoks come back <laughs> so, in some capacity. So, I'm hoping so, that, that, they're, that they finally... They finally put out what the process is, where they put like the Ewoks in some whacked out like taffy puller and turn them into Wookies. That's what uh. I want to say. <laughs> so Scott, why why is this a big deal? Why is I, this important? I don't know. Hold on. Let me get this straight. Three people are on board for whoa, fuck yeah, Wedge is coming back, right? Is that what I? We got to get you guys those shirts. Is that what I'm, sa- what? I'm sensing? Is that is that you and your alternate ego you're talking about there, yeah, Scott? Exactly. Now what? Um. You know what? 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 Let's go with this again. Why is this important? What, why is what? this? Why is this great news? It's interesting because I don't think it's just about Wedge and, a, and an original trilogy character coming back. It should establish more of the story, and maybe what we're seeing is that there is a rebellion that's still there. We are under mm. the impression that the resistance is down to those twenty-seven people in that room at the last scene of the Last Jedi. Maybe there's something else going on that's bigger, and Leia has to call in her backup, and Wedge has moved on and become a bigger player in the actual rebellion. So you're saying this could be a a symptom or a, a clue yeah. of a huge turning point in the film. The guy survived three movies. How many people in the original trilogy besides main characters can say that? Everybody, Look at the Empire. Everybody's getting off left and right. On Martha. Admiral Akbar. <laughs> she doesn't make an appearance until return. 
She's in Rogue One. Oh, so, there for... she's alive in the first two movies. <laughs> Dave, you're killing me, man. He's got you there. He, he, okay. <laughs> Logic right. is such a bitch, isn't it, Scott? All right, well, a uh, we, we got another clue about another classic character that appears to be returning to <laughs> is it the Wicked? Star Wars universe <laughs> in The Rise of Skywalker. Fuck this yeah, one, Wicked. This one uh, leaked... By, oh, a, a Star Wars actor, you may have heard of him, Anthony Daniels. Oh, damn. Mm. Screw that guy. He leaked the um, the clue about, and this is this is a shocker. Is everyone sitting down? Because you're going to be shocked about this. I'm sh- I'm, I'm... What, what, what? It turns out R2-D2 is going to be in Rise of Skywalker. Thank God he was there to tell us that, guys. Yeah, Thank exactly. God. Exactly. So this is uh, this is Anthony talking about uh, R two and that he is not he he makes I don't have a sound clip I'm sorry but he he makes mention of the fact that he you haven't seen him in the trailer yet hmm. which I thought was interesting I went back and watched it and sure enough there's no R two yeah. uh, but he is in the film so Anthony Daniels breaking news R two is in the Rise of Skywalker. Very interesting. Thanks, Anthony. Maybe it means something. Attention hound. <laughs> I feel like maybe God. he's trying to be salty because they're going to kill him in this one. Mm. God, we can only hope. Uh. <laughs> what what if they, evil... they turn him into the ultimate villain of the entire series? He's the one that's you know that's what the red eyes are about. He's he's that would be just, awesome. The, he's the mastermind behind everything, is what it is. If he's been poking and all the Skywalkers. Oh. Well, of course, there's that famous line from Star Wars that, "Help me, whoever kills C three PO, you're my only hope." <laughs> <laughs> or if it's like the ending of the jerk where he suddenly starts speaking in a cultured British accent and it, oh wait never mind never sorry um, we had more Star Wars it's going to be a full on Kaiser Soze moment is what it's going to be he's going to be like oh and then he like all of a sudden he stops limping he pulls out a cigarette and he's like ah we got another leak for or, uh, Star or if, they, or if they do a full Scooby-Doo ending where he's suddenly like and I would have gotten away with it too if it wasn't for you pesky <laughs> uh, John Boyega's agent making the news. You know, it's never good for the actor when the agent makes no. is the news, and no. you're not the news. No, unless unless you're in a State Farm commercial with Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Those are great, <laughs> by the way. Um, so John Boyega's agent, and this this uh, let's see, when is this dated? This is dated October 11th. So it's it's a little bit uh, a little bit long on the tooth here, but. Uh, Boyega's agent uh, came out, and I, I, I don't think his name is in this article, but it just refers to him as, oh, here it is, Femi Ogans. Just refers to him as as agent number one. So Femi <laughs> Ogans. Wait, what's his name? On an, Femi, it's a, I think it's a she. Femi Ogans? Sure. Okay, that name sounds like they Harold, belong in I know, it sounds Star like Wars. a Star Wars character. Uh, Harold Fizzy Sticks. So... Femi Ogans put on uh, Instagram that the Star Wars Rise of Skywalker trailer would be out the next coming the, the next Monday, which was the fourteenth. And she tweeted or she put Roll. this on Instagram on Thursday before the Monday, so that would have been oh somewhere around the tenth. 
And, and, and uh, today, as the show comes out, it's the uh, 18th, but as we record, it's the 16th. And, um... and Still no Star Wars trailer. Mm-hmm. So, way to go, Femi. Fake news! <laughs> so, what's the, mo- what's the Monday night game this week? Uh, I'm, that's... I'm, I'm efforting this. Hang on. <clears throat> All right. Our crack NFL Wretched Hive research team is looking at the NFL schedule for Monday. On the uh, case. Now, that is the Patriots at the Jets. So Patriots, that'll be that'll draw a big audience. Lots yeah, of Patriots probably. fans. Jets, not so much. But um, it is New York versus New England, so we'll see. But, um, yeah. The, they they the, did just unexpectedly kick the shit out of Dallas this weekend, which was glorious. The safe money is on Monday the 21st, and that was, which is also happens to be Carrie Fisher's birthday, by the way. So how nice would that be if they released the trailer on her birthday? And it's Monday, Monday Night Football, ABC, ESPN. ESPN. Sorry, yep. There you go. Anyway, Femi blew it. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I I, wow. I really don't understand how that works because we've ne- sucks. we've never gotten the news wrong on this show. Never. So anyway, no. um, so. There's there's another story here. This is inverse.com. Leaked Rise of Skywalker planet may reveal the title's true meaning. Now, we're getting into speculation here, guys, but this is being reported on a major uh, entertainment website, so it must be true. Clearly. Um, <laughs> uh, there's a line in, I think it's in Empire, where uh, Princess Leia refers to the planet... The Lando system? Uh, do, 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 do. Oh, I had Lando it in my notes. Shoot, system. I lost it now. Dantooine? Um, They're all on Dantooine. Uh, I told you she'd never consciously betray the rebellion. <laughs> <laughs> According to a handful of Star Wars... When, when, when in doubt, read the article. According to a handful of Star Wars Episode Nine leaks, the final showdown between the Emperor, Rey, and Kylo... Threesome. <laughs> will take place on the dead world of Exegol. Exegol. Does that ring a bell for any of you comic book nerds? That's what I use to poop at night. <laughs> <laughs> In your hand? <laughs> um, so, Redditor, uh, J Spring 2017. That's a Because Reddit, Reddit is name. always right. Uh, suggests Golotha was the place traditionally that Jesus was crucified, sacrificed, if you will, literally. The place of the skull. So Galatha is the place of the skull. Could it be that Exegol is the place that Kylo is sacrificed and beyond that rises again? Nico Mm. is Kylo. Could Kylo be the Skywalker that rises again? No, Kylo Ren is not Jesus. He is pretty much a solo. Yeah. 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 Alright, so so we're calling No. We're calling uh No Bantha Poodoo gonna, on this one. Maybe I'm gonna yeah. put that one with Todd's fan theory. Yeah. Yeah. Seems like a bit of a stretch. Your your Bible reference isn't it Golgotha? Uh oh I just closed the link. That's alright. I don't know. What what do you, what that, say you? That, that's the that's, scriptorian. 
Isn't that the <laughs> pronunciation of the place that Christ was was Golgotha? Yeah, Gold, did I mispronounce it? Golgotha. Golgotha. Yeah. Okay. The, the place of the skull or something like that. God, you went to Christian school, didn't what? you? What? <laughs> the the, the biblical about. the biblical hive. Welcome to the biblical hive mm-hmm. where we talk all about two Corinthians all the time every day. <laughs> two Corinthians. Oh my God. Two Corinthians before you. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I don't know. I one has diamonds in his pockets. Do we do we think that there's going to be a sacrifice of one of the characters? Well, that's it? what this guy is suggesting. Hmm. Interesting, Dave. Do you want to spoil it for us? Do you? Mm. Do you have Dave has the. He always has the answers he when does. it comes that's to his use Cristo references. I was just I was completely distracted by the cat toy Nico's waving around. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I think that's scripture. Actually, he is part cat, and what? so it was. That the podcasters became distracted by the kitty toys. You all are tired. This is I am great. Tired. Oh it, it Lord, do bless this holy cat toy. <laughs> all right, all right. Moving on, moving on. Mark Hamill, everybody's favorite person on on the interwebs. He is national like, treasure. Literally, yes, literally one of nine people who can accurately who can correctly reuse twitter like mm-hmm. seriously yes well mark hamill was telling some stories about his time on the set of episode four this is uh, reported by geek tyrant sorry geek tyrant.com and uh you can find him on twitter pretty pretty easily he tweets out uh, i was single living in a one-bedroom flat in london during the original movie I'm in street clothes since I wasn't working, but would come to the studio anyway to watch them film, hang out with friends, and on this day in particular, have lunch with one of my idols, Peter Cushing. And uh, there's a picture of, actually it's uh, Carrie and Peter Cushing sitting in the, let me show this to you guys here, Scott will see it really quick, sitting in the hangar bay on the Death Star, it's a great shot. Check that out. Oh yeah, just kind of hanging out with their feet hanging over the. Uh, That's amazing. That? Sort of the, the cavern. I'm sorry, you can't. You guys can't see that. My bad. Oh, the chasm that the right uh, the main the main hangar bay where yeah exactly the in the hangar bay where the Falcon is yeah. Uh, great stuff. And uh, I love I love these images that that. Uh, that at times that the the original trilogy actors will share because I you know that's something I've never seen that's a that's a great that's a great shot there there are so many great moments from that filming uh, behind the scenes stuff <clears throat> where Carrie's sitting there there there's actually video footage of that as well mm-hmm. um, kind of making fun of George at the time because they used to talk about how George would only have two directions yeah uh, which was what faster and more intense faster more intense right mm-hmm. and so there's this moment after they film the famous scene when they're all running out of the hallway luke stops and sees obi-wan there and they they have to run by the camera crew they all stop and they're all just giving george like a load of shit like because he's they're waiting for him to say no nah, do it again or whatever and they're like ah it was all perfect all perfect and they're all just hanging right at that spot and it's just some great stuff yeah to see a bunch of people Filming a movie that would go on to become one of the most popular films of all time. Well, what I love is some of the stories from the extras too, where they like they just thought this was some weird 
fucking yeah. space movie and they have no clue what it yeah. how it's cut together and how it's looking or anything. The guy they I don't think, realize they're filming, you know, they're making cinematic history. Yeah. Yeah. Like one of the guys they interviewed <clears throat> was one of the uh, like director of photography from the uh the studio there over in London. Mm-hmm. Um was a, a pine um, Pinewood. Yeah. Pinewood. <laughs> and uh I love his response is like, "Oh, there's just like a big fucking dog walking around. I don't know what's going on." <laughs> and I'm like, "That is amazing." This guy had no clue, like, but I'm going to do the best job and I'm going to do whatever I can. And he did. And it's just some good stuff. That's awesome. Yeah. Very cool. I love seeing those pictures too. Yeah, they're good. Yeah. yeah. Find Mark Hamill on Twitter and uh, he is an entertainment follow at the least. Uh, more can I, news. Can I just put, can I put something out in the universe real quick to Mark Hamill? Jump in there, buddy. Yeah. All right. I, I want to put my money where my mouth is because I've been saying for months now that Mark Hamill should sell, should auction off for a, Charity donations, uh, him reading President Trump uh, tweets in the voice of the Joker. Right, yes. I, I just want to put go on the record right now. I will donate $500 to charity if Mark Hamill will read the letter that the President of the United States sent to the President of Turkey today <laughs> in oh the Joker's my, voice. Oh, my God, that needs to happen. Oh, and, my God. I'm just throwing it out there. If if the dollar amount is too low, maybe other Hyvians or other people can can crowdsource this to make it happen. I'll t- just I'll, putting I'll, it out in the universe. I'll tell you what, Dave. If you're willing to donate, we find a worthy charity. I'll I'll match your donation. Wow. If Mark Hamill will actually do it, that's a thousand bucks. That's a thousand dollars. And we'll we'll find we'll find a uh, a good a good um, a good donation somewhere in, in a in Orange County or Long Beach to help some underserved folks, and we'll donate that those funds in in Mark Hamill's name. Let's get this out there. Let's get it out there. Yeah. This is this is big. All right. I like this. All right, we'll put it out. Yeah. Thousand bucks from the wretched hive. Oh my god. For a little bit of Mark Hamill's time. And right now. Re- right now. And reading one but of the But he's gotta do it in the next three seconds. No, the, I'm just kidding. One of the greatest <laughs> one of the greatest shit show letters I've ever read in my life. So I so I'm a little bit behind. I don't want to spend too much time on this because no. we're trying to get through a, a short show tonight, but but uh, fill me in really quick. What is the Dave? What is all, the I, all, all you need to know, really? And I'm sorry, I'm going to step on you, Dave. All you need to know is he ends the letter with "Don't be a tough guy, don't be a fool." <laughs> actually, actually, yeah, that's that's the last line. But the the closing line, instead of "sincerely" or anything like that, is "I will call you soon." <laughs> yeah. So literally, you're reading the letter, and the last thing you read is "Don't be a tough guy, don't be a fool." I'll call you soon. Wait, but Donald somebody's Trump. somebody's got to read his opening line because it's the worst way, the worst way to open something up. Let's let what is it? Let's make a good deal. Let's make a good deal here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> watching people watching people try to try to report that live on the news, <laughs> and and analysts are literally you know it, sometimes people say things and you're like, oh, that's a joke. Is that the onion or something? But people were really looking at news anchors like, wait, are you? Is this for real? That's yeah. not an. Un- the produce the intern didn't hand you a page from the onion accidentally this is a real thing yeah <laughs> all right i got to find this thing. i got to find it i cried like laughing so hard but pathetic laughing like oh, i can't believe that's our president i know oh. <laughs> it's so amazing it sure mark, is mark hamill reading that entire letter is going to be pure genius that's all mm-hmm. i'm saying all right let's 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 steer us back from yeah. uh, reality to fan back to fantasy guys Thank god <laughs> <laughs> let's 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 get on stay on our little break from reality here uh, uh big news now this is a big one this is big uh big disney league? disney has hired 
<laughs> Tony Gilroy to write and direct some episodes of the Cassie and Andor series. Oh, yeah. And Tony Gilroy has some serious Star Wars cred. He he is the uh, writer credited for Rogue One, which we all agree is the third best Star Wars film. Uh yeah. 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 I, I think I might be on Wow, board, I thought yeah. I was I thought it was <laughs> yeah. causing an argument there, but you, apparently you no. guys agree with me. No. You know Kevin Smith says it's in the top 3, so There you go. He oh, does. your personal your close personal friend Kevin Smith? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Buddy Kev. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's great. Did news. it come from Kevin Smith? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> oh, fuck you. Thirty-seven, Scott. thirty-seven times it did. Did it come from Lucasfilm? That's great. Did great it come news. from Kevin Smith? <laughs> God, Nico. Anyway, so Tony Gilroy joins Cassie Nandor series and. I, I'm pumped about this. Um, I love the character. I, I'm pumped about another live-action Star Wars series set around the original trilogy time frame, and I'm pumped. It's great news. So, this is this is weird. I don't know how pumped I am about the character. Okay. I am super pumped about the time frame, and yeah. just what that character represents. And now that they're bringing in Gilroy, who did a who did a very good job with Rogue One and that time period and what it represents and what that character has to be. I, I am excited for this. Not quite Obi-Wan excited, yeah, but I am well, excited for it. Am, am, am I mistaken? Didn't Tony Gilroy only come in to punch up the script after the first round of shooting had been completed? He, he I, I, I think you're correct, and he was brought in to, to kind of... I, I know saving it is way over dramatic, but they felt like they had something good and they needed to make it great, and he was brought yeah. in to make it great. And and because I know... Turmoil on a Star Wars set seems shocking at all, but this mm. is the this is the time when it actually worked because the first trailer we all saw and there was it the movie is very different from what that first trailer led us to believe. Yeah, that's true. Yes. Yeah. And it worked out. So yeah. if Tony Gilroy's in, then all right. Okay, but, so just real quick on that, Tony Gilroy was um in an article from the Hollywood Reporter back in April of 2018 that talks about, um, according to the title here, Tony Gilroy on Rogue One reshoots. They were in mm-hmm. terrible trouble, and that's why they, he was brought in. So Yeah. All right. Yeah. It's good, some good stuff there. That was pretty widely reported. So, yeah, Tony Gilroy, serious Star Wars cred, joining a live-action Star Wars series. That can only I mean, be... I mean, it's not as much Star Wars credit. Freddie Prince Jr. has, just for example, but it's some pretty good Star Wars credit. Oh. <laughs> no, I, I, have, I have enjoyed the uh, Freddie Prince Jr. Oh rant. yeah. Oh my god. I, I, I was that an audio clip? I should have. I should have pulled that. Oh no, there's a video. I mean, yes, okay. it's audio. You mm. can definitely get the whole thing down. All right, maybe we can find it here because that that's that's worth uh, that's worth reporting. I forgot to pull that one down. By the uh, way, if we did we lose Greg's video feed? Because if we didn't, I'm okay. Thank God. No, he's, he's moving. moving. All right, he's moving, moving around. No, uh, he, I got a I got a ping on something, and I'm trying to figure out how this fucking right. thing works. Sorry, you were just you you got very still for a minute for about 20 seconds, and it was really freaking me out. He ah! Just, he just became comatose for a moment. <laughs> um, there's a new Art of Star Wars book coming soon, and I'm pumped about this. I I collect the Art of Star Wars books. My daughter uh, is a I do is she's a an artist and. And a talented love, artist. We, we love looking at those together. Jedi Fallen Order. 
This is the video game that's coming out soon. When is this? When is this game being released? It's coming uh, month, soon, right? Yeah, month, a November. month from today. No, yeah. okay, yeah. all right, on a Tuesday. I, I pre-ordered mine. Did anybody else pre-order theirs yet? I have not yet. No. The video Greg, game? You're big, yeah, you're 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 the biggest gamer guy here. Yeah. Nope. Nope. I'll wait. I, I I'm not big on paying sixty dollars for games. That's that's something I refuse to do. Is that the pre-order cost? Is that like the full game cost for this fifty-nine bucks? I I, I bought the deluxe edition because I enjoy spending money on frivolous things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Good on you, sir. Yeah, I will wait. Well I will wait until it hits the bargain bin, and I will pick it up at twenty bucks. So. Yeah. So is this a game that we can get online together and 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 join forces and play, or is this like a single playing? Single player role. We could have done yes that to with, everything. Yeah, mm. we could have done. I don't. That with, I, um, I don't think it's so multiplayer heavy as like a Battlefront was. Yeah. But I. Mm. I also think it's. I think there's going to be a very specifically tailored single player experience as well for those people who want that. Got it. Okay. okay. I'm on board with hey. this game, but I want to bring this back to Battlefront since Greg brought this up, and I know mm. we've had lots of discussion about Battlefront, and Battlefront Two. But at this point, it being in the bargain bins at what five dollars now? Yeah. I think you oh yeah. It's like giving yeah. it away. Every one of us should be picking this up and creating a little room just so the, the five of us can be playing this. Can you do that in yeah. that game? Can't. All right. That's so I, I, it looks but like yes, we're wrong. We should. So, You're correct. Yeah. So here, here's the description. All right. A galaxy-spanning adventure awaits in Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, a new third-person action-adventure title from Respawn Entertainment. This narratively-driven, single-player game puts you in the role of a Jedi Padawan who narrowly escaped the purge of Order 66 following the events of Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith. Mm. On a quest to rebuild the Jedi Order, you must pick up the pieces of your shattered past to complete your training, develop new powerful Force abilities, and master the art of the iconic lightsaber all while staying one step ahead of the Empire and its deadly Inquisitors. While mastering your abilities, players will engage in cinematically charged lightsaber and force combat designed to deliver the kind of intense Star Wars lightsaber battles as seen in the films. Players will need to approach enemies strategically, sizing up strengths and weaknesses while cleverly utilizing your Jedi training to overcome your opponents and solve the mysteries that lay in your path. Well, shit, if we ever do a I'm Wretched in. Hive trailer, Dave's doing the voiceover. That's all I'm saying. That was <laughs> well played, sexy Dave. as hell. <laughs> sexy as hell. Well, the art on this thing looks incredible. Yeah. I mean, it's so good. It just looks dark and moody, and it looks very, very Star Wars. I, I love this because it's it's almost like a multimedia thing that they're doing, very similar to my, I talk about it quite a bit, Shadows of the Empire. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got a whole line of Hasbro figures that are coming out. They've got other material. There might be some comic book tie-ins. It's amazing what they're doing with this thing. So I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty pumped as well. I, cool. I haven't pre-ordered, but I'm there. Now, Nico's a big gamer, of course. Nico, are you in on this? Uh, maybe if it goes on sale sometime. Um, yeah. that's, my that's my yeah. boy. That's my boy. I'll probably wait until close to Christmas because they usually put games on sale. Gotcha. Around then, so um, maybe like a Cyber Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I PC game, so for me, it's all waiting for the downloads to yeah. go on sale. Um, this Got one it. from EA, though, I don't, I don't know if I'm gonna get. It might well, take a year for it to made, be like actually. It's made by Respawn. Those guys did Titanfall and Titanfall Two. That's a pretty good game. So I, I put some faith in it. No, yeah, definitely. But, but it's being released by EA, so it's hmm. um, it's it's published by, by EA. So I don't know about it going on sale, knowing how 
greedy EA is. Gotcha, gotcha. Mm. Now, guys, we are a Star Wars show, as we always, uh, what? you know, want try to be. We try to stick to Star Wars, but we also talk about other stuff. We got to jump into the other stuff category for just a moment. There's some, I think, is some pretty big news out of the MCU. Marvel's Nova looks like uh, is coming to Phase Five. Wow. <sighs> this is uh, being reported on comicbook.com. Did so we, we know it must be four? true. We finished phase four? What did Wait. we just finish? Phase three? What did we just finish? We just phase finished three. phase three. three. They've phase announced three. phase four, yeah. which Thank takes you, us Dave. through uh, 2022. But real quick, Greg, MovieWeb movie web or comicbook.com? Um, I'll skip them both and go right to Pornhub. Thank you very much. There you go. More <laughs> reputable? <laughs> Definitely more reputable. Holy crap. Uh, or Porg, I, I, Porg Hub if you're a Star Wars. Porg Hub, yes. Well, of course. Of course. That goes without saying. <laughs> so I, I think I posted that article to our thread, and I, I'm – it's no secret if you're a regular listener here. I I am completely jazzed at the thought of getting a Nova, particularly an Abnet Lanning vision of Nova, uh, into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And it's been talked about for years, and everybody's just waiting for it to happen. So who the hell knows if this is just speculative, you know, optimistic thinking, or if this is actually based on anything in fact. Because it is comicbook.com, which is a step or two above MovieWeb. Well, it does line up, though. If you if you talk to Kevin Feige, he might know a thing or two. He told comicbook.com in 2017 that Nova, uh, he's, he, quote, Nova is, if we have a big board, board with a bunch of characters that have more immediate potential, Nova is on that board. Hmm. This is Kevin Feige told comicbook.com in, uh, in 2017. Because of the connection to the Guardians universe, because there are more than one examples to pull from in the comics that are interesting, and you're absolutely right, he was in the early drafts of Guardians of the Galaxy. Wow. Now, the character that they started to introduce at the end of Guardians 2, I think that uh, James Gunn has got a record that saying he won't be in Guardians 3 and is planning more than Guardians 4, and that's Adam Warlock, which mm. doesn't really tie into Nova, so maybe they speed that up and jump into Nova, or maybe they save Nova for Captain Marvels because now they've got a second cosmic character. Yeah, got it. That's a good point. Okay. Or yeah. do they go Fantastic Four route and introduce him in Fantastic Four? Is he connected to the Fantastic Four? Yeah. In a way now, that's logical, not, ish, not really, but, ish, but they, yeah, ish. Yeah. You know, when you talk about galaxy hopping, you know, mm. cosmic entity encountering, Fantastic Four are the big ones yeah. in the Marvel universe. Well, they they're the ones that basically bring us Galactus and a lot of the characters that we've heard about, or even some of the ones we've seen as secondary characters in like Doctor Strange. Mm. That's going to be more tied into Fantastic Four. <sighs> Galactus, the, the scrolls initially came out mm-hmm. of Fantastic Four. Yep. The Kree. The Kree. Yeah. The, the Inhumans. The Inhumans. Yeah. They, hmm. it, it's funny that they're the ones being brought in so late, obviously, because of the studio tie ins. But it's kind of cool how they're going to be able to work it in. So cool. I'm, I'm excited for it. Right. I know I, you guys I, are I pumped would, about this. So why would bring it argue up? the strongest linking between Nova and Fantastic Four is the fact that the original Nova series was cancelled in the middle of a storyline and as was very commonplace for Marvel in the 70s because they, they basically had a stable of six or seven writers who worked on multiple titles and whenever one title would get cancelled they would just wrap up the storyline in another 
Marv Wolfman was writing Nova. Nova got canceled. Marv Wolfman was also writing the Fantastic Four. He just took that Nova plot line, shifted it over, and died, closed it up in three or four issues of the Fantastic Four. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Which basically ended up being the way that they handled a lot of stuff through the late 70s, all through the 80s and early 90s mm-hmm. with the issue crossovers. So I, it's it's fascinating to see how that started and how it ended up morphing or evolving into what Marvel became for the decade and a half afterwards. So it's fun. Well, they've got some money to spend over there at Marvel. They're doing pretty well. I think so. And there are some rumors that Disney may want to buy Spider-Man from Sony for, get this, $4 billion, which is what they paid for Lucasfilm. And and for Marvel. And for Marvel. So this is ScreenRant.com reporting. Latest rumors suggest that Disney may want to buy Spider-Man from Sony are almost certainly wrong. But then they go on to say that the latest rumors claim that the House of Mouse still isn't happy with the arrangement with Spider-Man and that Disney is aiming to buy Spider-Man's film rights back outright. And the numbers being quoted are pretty staggering. The Disney reportedly intending to offer between four and five billion. That's with a B. Buh, 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 buh. For Spider-Man alone. One of well, the most popular it... Marvel characters of all time. Yeah, the most... he's the face of Marvel for the longest. Hmm. Yeah. He's arguably one of the most recognizable superhero characters of all time. Yeah. Just yeah. I think I think it's Superman, Batman, and Spider-Man. Yep. Yeah. And not necessarily yeah. in that order at this point. And the the price tag is a one, I don't believe the story. Again, I think I'm the person who posted it, but one, I don't believe the rumor out there, and I'll tell you why in a second. But two, the dollar figure sounds ridiculous when you think about it only in terms of buying Spider-Man, and it's not only buying Spider-Man. It's buying Spider-Man and all of the ancillary characters yeah. that mm. go with those rights. And there's a yeah. couple hundred characters that go with those, uh, go with the Spider-Man rights. Yeah. And in that sense, the valuation might might suddenly work, but... If there is a clause, and this is a big if, but there is, there's been a lot of reporting and speculation that the movie rights deal that exists for Spider-Man right now that Sony purchased from Marvel during the bankruptcy back in the 90s has a clause in it that says, you know, as long as the entity exists, meaning Sony. So if Sony is ever bought out or sold to another company like Fox was to Disney, the rights snap back to Marvel for nothing Hmm. and there's a lot of speculation going around that sony is on the market for a seller and i just look around and i'm like oh i look at apple and i look at amazon i'm like there are these big tech players that want content for the coming streaming media wars that are just starting that would love to buy a sony pictures so why would disney offer five billion dollars for an asset right now that potentially they could get for nothing when Apple drops, you know, seventy billion to buy Sony in six months. That's, good. That's a good point. Interesting. High drama. This is this stuff is really interesting. I thought it was really cool also that Tom Holland basically like personally intervened and uh you know to to keep the Spider Man uh the current slate of Spider Man films moving forward and in the MCU, connected to the MCU. Um, there's a lot of wrangling with Spider-Man going on. It's really interesting. There was a great interview with um, 
uh, what's her name Olsen that plays Wanda Elizabeth Olsen, Elizabeth yes. Olsen. Mm-hmm. she was on uh, one of the late night talk shows and she mentioned how her Twitter feed got picked up and went crazy viral because she posted a picture mm-hmm. that she took on the day that they made the announcement for Sony prior to the actual announcement being made of a spider that just happened to be somewhat not the color schemes but very close it had a little reddish hue to it and all Mm -hmm. this stuff posted it and a lot of people and she jokes about this saying that she knew something ahead of time and posted it prior to the announcement knowing that Tom was coming back to the MCU and then she played along and had some fun with it but it was a great little fun interview and I just like to see how rabid this whole MCU, Disney, Sony, 20th Century Fox stuff is out there for these people, for all of us fans, you know. Nothing but good news for fans. It's amazing. It's great. Yeah. Uh, one last story here in the Marvel Universe. Again, going back to your favorite uh, Dave and Greg, comicbook.com. Robert Downey Jr. weighs in on not earning Oscar nominations for Marvel films. So this is uh, Robert Downey Jr. being quoted here, um, talking about his work portraying Tony Stark uh, slash Iron Man in the in the MCU in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, he appeared on the Howard Stern show, and Howard brought up the fact that he hadn't been nominated for his Tony Stark role, and. Um, he says, "Quote: I'm so glad you brought this up because there was some talk about it, and I said let's not." Because I'm much more like you think I might really, you may, re- yeah. I'm much more like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's getting late. Uh, because, quote, I'm so glad you brought this up because there was some talk about, and I said, let's not. And because I'm much more like you than you might really want to believe, Downey said. I listened to the show, Howard Stern Show, and I agree with most of your opinions, varied they may be, occasionally. You'll go on some tributary trial trail, and I'll be like, oh, that's not how I see it, but I love that you see it that way. Um, basically, he's agreeing with Howard Stern. He's going, maybe they should take a look at some of these actors that are in the Marvel movies and give them more credit yeah. um, in terms of their acting chops. Personally, I thought he did a great job, especially in the last movie yeah, uh, with the transformation that uh, Tony Stark underwent in that film scott what do you think i mean should should we should the academy be taking a closer look at these films in terms of their the actors and the filmmaking that goes on and i think reward so them? I, I i really do think so um and, and i think that was kind of brought up when uh black panther was being i mean black panther was nominated for best picture hmm. but i think some of these actors in these roles are putting some amazing work into characters that we've loved for decades um they're doing fantastic job i mean just because it's a comic book movie a fantasy movie doesn't mean it can't be looked at at from that point of view i mean we had lord of the rings nominated and won return of the king um Mm -hmm. and even in the horror kind of sci-fi genre we had uh silence of the lambs back in what was that 91 uh won five categories um, best picture and best was well, best actor and best actress also. I think there's opportunity here, and I think some of the roles and some of the the uh, actors in these are putting some just damn good performances out there. And of course, this is in the wake of Martin Scorsese coming out and saying that Marvel movies are not are quote not cinema. 
It's so ridiculous. Yeah, yeah that's that's an, an that's that's not a good look on Martin Scorsese to say that. I mean, it's to say it's not it's somehow lesser than any of the work that he's done. Um, I just don't buy that. You know, people go to movies for all different kinds of reasons and get out, get all kinds of things out of it. And and just because it's not his style of movie does not make it valid. I don't think that's a fair no, criticism on right. his part at all. No, yeah. it, it, it's not. And I, I kind, I think I understand where where it's coming from because if you look at what, let's just you know say the top twenty movies were back in nineteen ninety nine. And it was it, even though they were all major studio movies, it, it was a very much a varied spectrum of what you would find there. And you look at it now in 2019, and it's pretty much all large franchises, largely driven by Marvel, and almost all done by Disney. I mean, let's just be and, real and, about that. And and, and I lament that you know to not to get too artsy with my choice of words i lament that also i would like yes. to see i would like to be able to go to a movie theater and find a wide variety of choices to go to but people don't go see those mm-hmm. the the last uh, what was it, the last guillermo del toro film the shadow the the with the with the fish man in it uh, the shape oh, of water yeah the shape of water was the fish man <laughs> the shadow with the fish man the shape it's of water so good it was a great movie. It was really good, oh, but good. Pe- people didn't go see it because it was fucking weird. Yeah. So here's the Scorsese quote really quick. Let's just, uh, let's just, we don't want to misquote the guy. This is what he said. Quote, I don't see them. The Marvel movies. I tried, you know, but it's not cinema. Scorsese told empire. Honestly, the closest I can think of them as well made as they are with actors doing the best they can under the circumstances is theme parks. It's not the cinema of human beings trying to convey emotional, psychological experiences to another human being. I mean, on that last line, I have to completely disagree. Yeah. Yeah, there's... there's, I too. Yeah. Yeah, and it's not like Scorsese didn't make The Age of Innocence, you know? It's not like he didn't make fucking Shutter Island or anything like that. (laughs) Cape, Cape Fear. Oh. Cape Fear's another one. I mean, he's got his share of fucking pieces of shit too. So, hey, Shutter Island is a piece of shit. No, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. I beg to differ. That's a that's a really interesting psychological thriller. And, and I'm not trying to say Cape Fear is a piece of shit. I just meant to like that is that is the closest thing to a big budget franchise esque you know movie that you're ever ever going to see out of that guy. Yeah, yeah. and it's a remake. Right. So exactly. Yeah. All right. I hope sometime we have old Martin on the show, so I would love to Greg can tell him that, that Cape Fear is <laughs> a piece of I shit. Just, I'm, I'm no, looking Shutter Island. Shutter Island. Oh, Shutter like Island. Sorry. All right. I, I, I'm looking. I, I, I like own... Cape Fear, but not not Shutter Island. Right. I, I'm looking at my own point just to see how right or wrong I was. And by the way, this list of of top movies from 1999, it, a lot, almost all big studio stuff, but it's a very interesting eclectic batch and some things that we would consider classics now are not even in the top 20 i mean galaxy quest came out in 1999 and it's the 30th highest grossing movie of the year uh three kings came out in 1999 number 39 only made 60 million dollars eyes wide shut came out in 1999 ha let's slow down there sparky south park (laughs) south park came out in 1999 Pure oh genius, gosh. by the way. Shut, wow. shut your fucking face, uncle fucker. Yeah. Flight, that, that's Flight wrong. Club. Flight Club came out in 1999. Phantom distributed Menace. By, 
distributed by Fox, now owned by Disney. Fight Club was the 54th highest grossing movie at $37 million. So, speaking of Fight How Club... How absurd does that seem right now, that Fight Club only made $37 million at the no, box office? No, 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 it does Crazy. not. Here's the thing. When that movie came out, it was a flop. It did not do well at the box office at all, obviously by Dave reading this, but I remember when that happened. We went and saw it. I walked out of there. Karen and I went and saw that movie, and I'm going to say, when we were walking out of that theater... We were both stunned, and we were talking about that movie and the impact it had and everything, but we listened to the people around us, and everyone walking out that we could hear with an earshot was, that was fucking stupid. They didn't get it. They didn't get it. <laughs> and it, that was the general feeling of that movie. 99 also was The Matrix, I believe. Yes. Yeah. Um, that, was, that was obviously The Phantom Menace. Um, we're talking some crazy that was a crazy year for movies yeah. yeah so the top the top 10 were uh number one uh star wars episode one obviously number two the sixth sense yes great movie number three toy story two number four austin powers the spy who shagged me number five the aforementioned matrix yes. uh, number six tarzan the animated version oh that's right number seven big daddy no accounting for some people's tastes. Number eight, <laughs> The Mummy, see above. Number nine, Runaway Bride. And number ten, The Blair Witch Project. Yeah, The Blair Witch Blair came Witch. out that same year. Yeah. Number eleven was Stuart Little. Twelve was The Green Mile. Thirteen was American Beauty. Uh, Greg, just for you, fourteen was The World Is Not Enough. Woohoo! Oh. oh yeah. Christmas Christmas Jones. Christmas Jones. Possibly the worst Bond film ever. <laughs> Possibly, well, best, one of the best, probably yeah. the best theme song ever, though. Yeah, yeah, that, uh, it's up there. Which, which is which theme song was that? Which one? That was the the garbage. Garbage. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, That's a good one. Oh man, you just had something I wanted to bring up. Damn it! Uh, back up a couple on that list, Dave. Uh, oh, American Beauty was mm-hmm. the winner for that year, right? Mm-hmm. That was yeah. best picture. Best picture. Yeah, yeah. That and it was number twelve on the list. Kevin Spacey aside, is that is that still a good movie or is that a bad movie? Because all of a sudden the tide has turned and I'm hearing that's a bad movie now. I don't I don't think it's a bad movie, but I yeah. do think it's a movie that would not get made today. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. it just takes on a different connotation when you see him in those in in that particular film and he's looking at the daughter. Yeah. You know, it's Even, just it's and, just and and plus now it's Kevin Spacey. I mean, yeah, well, that's that, what I'm saying. That's yeah. that stink is all over it. But Even if you take it away, I don't see how you're going to make a movie where there's a, a suburban, you know, father, head of household who has a, a is, is fetishi- fetishizing yeah. a, high, a high school student. I, I don't I do not see how that movie gets made today. No. Tw- right. You know, 2019. Right. Yeah. But but nothing Agreed. nothing technically happens between the two. It's just mostly suggested. There is a moment where something starts to happen, but he shuts it down. Well, he film. sees her in a different light. Yeah. The, for the kid, the child that she is, and he right. He, denies it yeah which ultimately leads to the ending of that film which is right yeah spoiler he with the neighbor he dies yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. spoiler alert on a 20 year old film <laughs> <laughs> you know what? well we know we we never know if nico's seen it or not so it's totally fair it's true yeah Shit, fuck you scott i knew it i just ruined <laughs> wow. another movie for him god damn he, just had, he had it queued up in the old dvd player he's about to hit play as soon as we jump off this call he's <laughs> like god damn it that's i'm watching another... it right now on my phone fuck you guys i didn't that, get there that's, yet that's another clip i should have <laughs> fuck you scott god nico <laughs> all right guys uh 
wrapping this up here, two more stories to cover. We've got uh, some news coming out of Galaxy's Edge, Star Wars. So, so number one for me, as a season, as an annual pass holder, this this one, Show this, off. one this one's important for me. Five new interstellar foods coming to Galaxy's Edge. Yes, let's get some variety in there. We've got some veggie options. We've got some plant-based burgers and sausages coming. We've got some pork rinds dipped in in cinnamon. Pork yes, rinds, you mean? Pork I'm, rinds? I'm guessing those aren't veggie pork rinds. If only no. we had a dietitian to tell us how healthy or unhealthy these things were on the show. Hey, there's also a charcuterie plate that you can get in with 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 your uh, cocktail. I, I, I'm not a dietitian on the show. I, I hang the dietitian hat at the door, the the entrance to the uh, palatial studios here. I, I would like to see if anything, even if it slightly suggests that it's healthy, is healthy at Disneyland. Well, here's a sli- here's something that's definitely healthy. Yeah, chocolate popcorn. I'm all over that. <laughs> Salt, chocolate butter, and chocolate. <laughs> now, there are some saying, guys, and I led the show with this story that some are saying that. Disneyland now has too much Star Wars. You've got you got a legitimately five currently five attractions that are completely Star Wars centric um, at Disneyland. You've got in the regular park, well, in the entire park. Okay, so you've got um, Star you've Tours. Got Star Tours, of course. It's been there for twenty years. You've got Smuggler's Run mm-hmm. over okay. at Galaxy's Edge. Uh, you've got the um, uh, do, 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 the Star Wars uh, themed. It used to be um, America Sings. What is that called? Launch Bay. Oh, I've never even Launch Bay. I've yep. never Launch been Bay. To that. Star Wars Launch it's not, Bay. It's not, it's not really right. It's more of just a store, and they and they show off some models and things like there's that. There's some there's some of those models are the original models from the film though. Oh, so there's some stuff to see in there. Well, there is. It's it's cool stuff. It's worth it, it's worth taking 20 minutes and strolling through. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Okay. I'll do that uh, next time I go. Number four, you've got the Tomorrowland Terrace restaurant. The little walk-up window restaurant there outside the stage at Tomorrowland. That is Star Wars themed. And, oh shoot, what's the fifth it one? It is? Yes. When did that happen? It's been that way for huh. a while. Hyperspace, Hyperspace Mountain. Thank you. Space Mountain is Hyperspace Mountain. Oh. Yep. So- and... You're about to have a six, really quick. Sorry, you're about to have a six with the um, the rise of the rebellion ride. Yeah, that will be opening up in Galaxy's Edge, and some are saying that's just that's just one too many rides. We don't need it. We don't need that much Star Wars. I disagree. I disagree. Haters. Yeah. I think I, I I think there's something to be said for it though. Like I Tomorrowland. It feels like to me, from the outside, and I'm not the huge Disney park guy that that you guys are, but it feels like Tomorrowland was kind of interim Galaxy's Edge until Galaxy's Edge launched, and now that Mm -hmm. Galaxy's Edge is Star Wars land and Star Wars has a permanent home and fixture and area in the park, Tomorrowland kind of feels like an extension of that. And... I, there is something to me to be said for making Tomorrowland a little more futuristic as opposed to Star Wars themed mm-hmm. overall in terms of tone and ride. I I don't disagree. I, I and and I've lamented this internally for a long time, and I'm just going to let it out now. 
Star Tours being in Tomorrowland makes zero sense. It happened a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Not it, tomorrow. It made, it, yeah, it, well, it made sense when it was built. Like, where are you going to – where are you going to put the Star Wars-themed ride? Yeah, I suppose. It made it made sense in the time, but now, maybe not. Yeah. So I mean, you, yeah. you replaced – Voyage through inner space, which, which was a super cool ride. I absolutely love that ride. I agree with you there. And then back in the day, and this was, I think, in the '60s. It might have been uh, closed by the time I started going as a little kid. But the House of Tomorrow, you could walk through like a futuristic home, and it was very interactive. But that wasn't the same location. Not at not not at Voyage through inner space, but it was in Tomorrowland. It was right at the entrance to the left side, and I think Foundation is like there's still some Foundation. There's still some Foundation. Yeah, there. you can look. So so, you know, and Dis- Walt built Disneyland to have Tomorrowland, so that would be it's the land of tomorrow. It's like what is coming sure. next, and I just don't think Star Wars fits the bill. I get like it's okay, it's space, and eventually we'll be you know flying through space and exploring space but outside of that it, it's not a great fit okay and i wouldn't mind at all i wouldn't mind at all and this is coming from a huge disney file and star wars guy that goes to disneyland 20 times a year careful where you step here i want i wouldn't mind all of the star wars stuff to be moved to mm. galaxy's edge okay here we go i would be okay with that <laughs> now you're not going to move you know star tours i well I don't know how they would do that. But you could. I, you'd have to rebuild the whole thing. Yeah. But I want you know, Tomorrowland well, to be point, about tomorrow. Couldn't you close it down at this point? Would people be heartbroken if they lost Star Tours? Yes. 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 Walt, yeah. Walt's vision of the park. Walt's vision of the park that it, it would always change. And yes, there are still people who are upset that the Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse is now the Tarzan Treehouse. Yeah. But the idea. I think the idea <laughs> of Disneyland is that the park grows and evolves. Yeah. I, I I get that to a certain extent. Now here's the problem with that: it wasn't George's fault that they put Star Tours in there. The agreement came down the road, and Star Tours, I mean, uh, Tomorrowland had already been changing for the decade and a half since Walt had passed away. Right? He, he let's bring away. Captain Neo back. Captain Neo in there. Oh, I'm down. I'd be yeah. down with that. I'm so, totally down for Captain Neo. So my problem with this this whole story is you're talking about just Star Wars, but let's. Of course, is, it's the is, whole Michael Jackson. Is thing. the ride right? Creepy. Oh yeah, the bring Captain Neo. Please. A little creepy. Nah, that was yeah, whatever. <laughs> Watch the Oprah thing. However, isn't right across from Star Wars is the Toy Story ride still there? Buzz Lightyear. Yes, it's Buzz Lightyear. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Why don't they just pick that whole thing up and move it over into the new park, right? Because that's all Pixar over there. Pixar Pier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're right. why why is Toy Story or Buzz Lightyear over in Disneyland? Again, I yeah. think. The space theme, I guess. I mean, well, here's the thing. So call it Spaceland, not Tomorrowland. I get that, but here's the thing: is they made those choices. They have to live with that, or make the spend the money and make the changes. Hell, we're already paying what two hundred dollars to get into the damn park. We don't have (laughs) a a annual pass, so you're they're getting just millions and hundreds of millions of dollars. Move the damn things into the areas that they're supposed to be into. Maybe upgrade them a little bit. Make some changes, some variations. We'll all love it. It's no big deal. But they made those choices. If Disney's going to evolve, let them evolve how they want to do it. Or be like a lot of us purists who want some of you know those great things back that we really love. Hell, they're bringing the the tiki restaurant back in. That's right. The 
uh, Tiki Terrace or something like that. That's the new restaurant. Uh, yeah, there is. It's back behind uh, the Tiki Room. There's okay. a whole new little eating area back there. Right. That's cool. Used, that right. used to be uh, the Aladdin's. Yes theater or something like that exactly right but back in the day when the uh tiki room or the uh, enchanted tiki room had a restaurant built next to it that went away over time and now it's back it's just in a different location why can't they do that well we could talk about this more i i think there's so much potential with now that we've got galaxy's edge over there which is a dedicated star wars area it's huge there's plenty of room for expansion over there yeah. Do something with it, Disney. Make it happen. And yeah. bring in Tomorrowland. Yeah, bring it back. Bring it back. Uh, speaking of Galaxy's Edge, last thing I just want to mention here, there are some really great fan meetups that have happened at Galaxy's Edge. People, you can't dress in full costume, but you can sort of go like a costume light, I guess you'd call it. Bring your lightsaber in and a bunch of you know fans all you know ignite their lightsaber at the same time in front of the Falcon. Makes great great shot um there are fans that are having a fan meetup on life day <laughs> this is november 17th coming this Wait, year what? the 17th isn't it the 11th i don't know well this no me- november 11th is something else never mind this meetup is happening <laughs> wow greg this- <laughs> i just turned on my own i turned on myself turned on my own theory <laughs> <laughs> this uh, this meetup is happening Sunday, November seventeenth, three p.m. Life Day meetup in Batu. Uh, I want to go to this. I might just go and celebrate Life Day. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Nerd. <laughs> okay, so what is the policy? Just figured that, that out, huh? With, with uh, costumes, you said you can't wear full. Costumes. So you can't. Well, certainly you cannot wear a mask. Okay. And you can't wear like a full on head to toe costume. They won't let you in. Okay. Yeah, like but, you, you can't you can't go dressed as like a, a one of the people who works on the haunted mansion, right? You can't go dressed like that, right? Okay. Or you can't like d- go dressed in like full like imperial or Han Solo because people will think that you're a, car- a cast member. Okay, but you can go. So how people get away with it is they'll, they'll wear like blue jeans with a red stripe and like a loose shirt and a black vest. So okay. you kind of look like you're dressed like Han, but you're not in costume. Gotcha. So that's I, what people I, do. I think if I've read this stuff correctly, I also think uh, ball gags are out. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it. Guys, I'm out. There are moments on the show. There are moments that, you know, it's time to end the show. And anytime anyone says ball gag, it's just, time to end the show. Just roll it. Yeah. Roll it. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you've ever used a ball gag, <laughs> the phone lines are lighting up. Holy hell. <laughs> let us know how that went on the Wretched Hive hotline. That's at 562-455-4483. That's 562-455-HIVE. That's H-I-V-E in case you can't spell Hive. Goddamn right. You can also find us online at thewretchedhive.net, on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Wretched Hive podcast and all the other social media handles that you are so familiar with because you listen to the show every two weeks. Um... We would really appreciate your reviews. Go on to Apple Podcasts, leave a review for the show. That helps boost our show in the old search bar there on Apple Podcasts. 
The more ratings we have, the better off we are. We would really appreciate if you just take 10 seconds and do that on your phone. We will. What are we willing to do for that, guys? Not not a thousand dollars. Scott will put his time. mouth on something. We'll, oh no! no. <laughs> ball gag Scott for the next show. We're gonna ball gag me for the whole oh. show. Uh. I'm not sure what we'll do, but we'll do you something nice. Nice. Thanks for doing that, guys. Episode 98 is in the books. Final thoughts. I'm gonna tell you real quick, because guys, we are less than a month away from the launch of Disney Plus, and we didn't do a tweet of the week. But if we did, would there be time for the 700 plus tweets that came out from the Disney Plus account? That was strong. 700? Literally, there's 700 tweets already. Uh, yeah, they were tweeting one at a time all of the titles that were going to be available yes. on launch day. Yes. Wow. So, yeah. And by the way, Twitter events are stupid goddamn wastes of time, but that was strong from Disney. I, I respect what they did there. That's great press. Also, can't wait for the Kurt Russell entire movie disc or uh, filmography coming out. Oh, my God. From Disney. <laughs> Beautiful. Hey, that um, miracle's pretty good. Oh, no, I'm and talking the computer the who wore tennis shoes. Guys, have a great <laughs> couple of weeks, and may the force be with us all. Don't be a tough guy. Are you guy. telling me that y'all just let the doodle fall in the toilet? Don't be a tough guy. Don't be a fool. I will call you later. Uh, dropping some rebels in the old Sarlacc pit there. Oh, my God. <laughs>